Hello and welcome to Not Without My Sister, the podcast where I, Rosemary McCabe, chat to my sister, Beatrice McCabe, about random topics, all of which we have carefully researched and educated ourselves on before embarking on the podcast. Beatrice, how are you today? I'm great, thanks, Rosemary. How are you? I'm great. I'm very excited about the topic of today's podcast, which is calamitous kids. Oh, God, yeah, I forgot kids about this. Kids and calamities. Yeah. Oh, dude, the professionalism. <laughs> I was preparing like Billy O last night and then I forgot. This was inspired by, finally the weather has turned in Indiana. And it feels like summer is on the horizon, although I accept that there may be yet another snow. Well, it's also lashing rain right now, this. but okay. Well, yeah, no, it is rain today, but, it, but it's very warm outside. It's very muggy. I was over in Beatrice's house the other day. Finally, it was warm enough for us all to sit in the garden and do like socially distanced, relatively hanging out. Hopefully we'll be able to do not so socially distanced hanging out very soon when we're all fully vaccinated. But... I was over hanging out with you and Bo decided that he wanted me to draw. What's the name of that thing he wanted me to draw? Do you know? Cupman? The thing with the top hat. It's like the... Oh, no. What is oh, it? Oh, no. Cupman. It's called the... I can't remember. Anyway, some cartoon character that he had drawn. He's basically like... He's obsessed with trying to get people to copy his drawings. So he's like, I'll draw this and then I want you to draw it. So listen, I drew my own interpretation. He had a nice little pair of Nikes on. He was carrying an Hermes Kelly handbag. And Bo threw an absolute fit... Oh, through a fit? Yeah, I know, but it was shocking. And then after I thought we'd made up, I was like, why don't you draw a nice picture of me and Brandon? He was like, no, but I will draw a picture for you. And he draws a picture of the world's tiniest gravestone, right? (laughs) These little tufts of grass. And he writes beside it, Rosemary's grave. All perfectly spelled, to be fair. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, it was really impressive. And then I told him that was really mean. And did he really want me to die? So he changed it to poop grave. That's a bit profound. Do you really want me to die? <laughs> God. This is the same child, in fairness. This is the same child who had to be carried out of the Vera Bradley family Christmas party over Don's shoulder, like literally carried out over Don's shoulder. His face, an apoplectic shade of puce because he had, I think, missed out. Like he did win a raffle. He won a, he won a prize in the Santa raffle but not quickly enough to scoop up whatever it was that he wanted from the gifts. You know, like it's almost worse. Like they, they have you go up to the table and choose your prize versus just like, oh, you won the jigsaw, oh. you know? So you can see the person before you getting the thing that you want, basically. Yes. Not, no excuse. Like he was six at the time, right? So he was, was he six? Oh, he was five at the time. I think he was five. Yeah, I think he was five. But I mean, he was five and 11 months, right? Okay, okay. And this was the second year in a row that he threw this fit. But this time Don was like, that's it. Yes. Oh, I didn't know he'd thrown this fit before. He, you've seen him when he doesn't get a present when it's not his birthday. He, he can't understand, like he has a total fit. Sorry, Beatrice, can I point out, I saw him when he did get a present one day when it wasn't his birthday and it wasn't to his liking and he threw a fit. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you remember when poor Liam, our <gasps> producer, sent him over a puppet? I didn't think you were going to mention that. Sorry, <laughs> Liam. <laughs> and I was like, look, Bo, this is a present for you from Liam. And I don't know what Bo thought it was going to be, like a bar of gold or something. But he opened it up and he was disgusted. Well, he has a very bad temper. Like, he's the sweetest of the sweet, but he's a very bad temper. He had a row there. What was the row about? Oh, he got into... 
he got he got into trouble with school because he was oh no he had a temper tantrum and he was sent up to his bedroom and then Don was sitting down in the in the in his office like in the studio and he looked out the window and saw Lego t-shirts towels bedding everything raining down on the front garden from the went from the bedroom window above when he went up he had literally taken any loose object in the bedroom and flung them out the window Right, so then he was sent out to tidy them all up, like after he calmed down, after the hyperventilation was over. So he was sent out to tidy them all up. Fine. Fast forward to the next day. He comes in. Oh, we get a message from the teacher. Please tell Bo not to wash his feet on camera. Oh, I can't, right? Anyway, so apparently on Skype, on this class Skype, class Zoom, he was he carried the iPad into the bathroom to wash his feet. Like, as I said to mom, I mean, something religious about that all the same. Like, I should be like, fair play. I was just thinking that. I know. Fair play, bless. Anyway, no. He was trying to wash his feet because during class he was paying so much attention that he'd opened the window, climbed outside to, to to retrieve some spare Lego that he saw on the glass, the grass that had not been picked up the day before. Oh, I can't, you can't, you can't, you can't keep on top of this one. When I was over supervising his e-learning, I have to say I did have to tell him more than once that he was not to bring the iPad into the loo. Oh, I mean, they carried their devices everywhere. Like literally, it's like they're attached to their hand. I watched a TV show yesterday with Nash where where the kid anyway set fire to the kitchen because he was cooking with one hand and playing Switch with the other. Like, let me tell you, no connection was made. There was no like, oh my God, that's why I shouldn't be. Instead, Nash was like, well, at least the device didn't get ruined. No, that is not the story you're supposed to be taking away from this. I'm impressed that the child was cooking, though. Oh, he wanted to make a piece of toast. Oh. We also got a phone call from the teacher recently on email. Would you be able to call me, please? Because some disturbing conversation from Bo on the class Zoom. And I'm like, because recently, yeah, he was, he was having a temper tantrum. Don goes, get into that office there and get on your Zoom, like go to school. The teacher, I, so I go to the teacher, like, what's the story? I called her and I was like, yeah, can you tell me? She goes, well, some of the parents complain that Bo said he hates his life. And he, I mean, it's also a pandemic and he does hate it, right? Like he hates, he hates virtual learning. It's not easy. Like a bit of patience would be helpful. He then, he then proceeds to tell the entire class that his father has locked him in this room and that he can't escape and he's been here for hours and he's trapped inside here. Yeah. And he's against his will and he's starving. I mean, and you've met Bo. Is he oh ever starving? As, as our school nun, Sister Kathleen, used to say, you, my dear, will never be starving. That was kind of bitchy, in fairness. She used to say to all of us. Oh, okay. Well, I thought it was just to you. Not just me. I think. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm suddenly like, oh my God, maybe she was like that Spanish man going, you've got reserves. That was bitchy. But he was right. Oh, you sure that's what he said? He could have been speaking Spanish. No, no, he was speaking English oh. at that point. Oh, okay. So anyway, yeah, but I mean, so that's just like, I mean, he's just got a bad and temper. hang on, sorry, sorry. To clarify, as he said, you've got reserves, he literally like made the outline of my body with his index finger. Like, you've got reserves. What a perv. Yeah, he was a bit of a perv. He had tattooed eyeliner as well, which I thought was suspicious. Tattooed eyeliner like you. <laughs> I do not have, those are eyebrows. I do not have, oh my god, I got a text from someone today who said from my friend Sophie who said, I've just realized your wedges are my platforms because I've so many pairs. And I was like, sorry, to clarify, Sophie, I do not have a single pair of wedges. I do not own a single pair of wedges. This has become like myth, like the Rosemary McCabe myth. You're weirdly lis- you're lisping. So strange. Me surrounded by wedges. Uh do you actually have no wedges? I bet you do. I've, I've not a single wedge. Beard. I bet you later on, I want a picture of the wardrobe. I bet you you have one. I bet you what you think isn't a wedge <sighs> is in fact a wedge. I'll get all my shoes out actually because I was thinking of packing them all up because I never wear them. Oh, great. 
I'll, I'll get them all out and I'll send you pictures. Sounds good. I only own about eight pairs of shoes and they're all runners, basically. Do you know what other shoes I was reminded of the other day? There was some collaboration. Palladiums. Totally forgot about them. What were they? Remember they were like very thick-soled Converse kind of thing. Oh, yeah. I think I had a pair. They were. De- Why did I wear such dead, uncomfortable shoes? Like even Converse is dead uncomfortable. I know people love them, but they're uncomfortable. I was actually saying to Brandon yesterday about... We were talking about shoes and babies or something and I said I wouldn't put a pair of shoes in a baby they're not comfortable right I was like poor baby blah 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 and he was like but you're the very one who wears stuff all the time that you say isn't comfortable I'm like that's for fashion yeah but Rosemary also your idea of not comfortable is everybody else's idea of like extreme comfort sorry my idea of not comfortable is like jeans I'm like these jeans are so uncomfortable I could be wearing leggings well that's my kids idea of uncomfortable (laughs) too somebody told me one of them told me the other day they were never wearing jeans again Ours are obsessed with not wearing jeans. I know, they wear all these desperate joggers, as mom would say. They look like grandpa. Actually, our, so Brandon's youngest son, who's six, has taken to wearing his pyjamas to school and it's driving Brandon insane. Why? He's literally like, you can't. I think Brandon's, I think Brandon's a bit of, got a bit of a Claire McCabe about him that he's a bit like, what'll the neighbours say? They see you like toddling off to school in your PJs. So nice, you married mom. (laughs) Oh my God, so sexy. She loves you and you love her in man form. Taller with a beard. Oh, and he cooks a lot. He makes loads of cakes. He does make a lot of cakes. He works out like crazy. She's always walking places. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) Brandon basically is like very, you can't wear pajamas to school. They're not for school. And so Finn has got around this idea and he's now started wearing his swim shorts. (laughs) 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 Since it got warm. So like yesterday, they sent us a picture of them at school. They went on some like nature trail. And his teacher sent us a picture and he's wearing like a, a blue button up shirt, like proper like dress shirt and a pair of like Batman swimming shorts. Fair he play. hilarious. And, and, then they all came back, and then they all came back from the nature walk and immediately fell asleep at, at their tables. There's pictures of all these kids, with their heads on the tables fast asleep. Oh God, love them. I, I wish my kids would so ever cute. go to sleep. Oh my God. It's actually, Finn, Finn falls asleep a lot on his way basically when Brandon picks him up from his mom's and then brings him here. And, he fought, and I always feel so, so sorry for him. Brandon's like, well, we have to wake him up to have dinner. And I'm like, leave him. But there was one night that we left him and then he woke up the next morning about 5am. It was a disaster. Do you ever, like, do your kids ever do things that you think, and I mean, maybe this is just me. Do your kids ever do things that you, that you think, like, are you a bit of a psycho? Do you know what I mean? Uh, no, I mean, I wouldn't say so. Yeah, absolutely all the time. 100% oh my God, sorry. Like- chance, chance in the knife. Yeah, chance on the knife. He was at the counter. What was he? He was waving this knife. What was this? He was waving this knife around. And he, oh yeah, I annoyed him. I can't remember what I said. Something probably like, sorry, you can't can't have a second bar of chocolate, right? You know, you can't have another bar of chocolate before your dinner, probably. And he goes, I'm going to cut mom. And he's got this knife. And Don goes, what? He goes, you can't say that. You can't. What, What are you doing with that knife? He goes, put that down. Chance goes, I'm going to take this knife and I'm going to cut mom until she's dead. And Don goes, you can't say that. You wouldn't say that. You don't say that about your parents. You can't say that about your parents. He goes, oh, I wouldn't cut you, dad. I love you. What did he say? No, no, no. He didn't say he was going to cut you until you were dead. Just to make it like that's slightly worse. What he said was I'm going to cut you into little pieces. Oh, yeah, I think I'd be dead then. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think it's it's. It's definitely alarming. I mean, there've been a couple of like, there've been more than anything else. There's a lot of like in my house right now, like, I wish I was dead. I hate my life. 
But like, I, I think it's from, I mean, I like to think it's from TV, but then sometimes I actually, and I actually decided the baby was a simpleton the other day. I was like, why does the baby keep saying, you're nice. That's nice. Mommy nice. Baby nice. And I was like, this child, like, and then literally I'm sitting there later on night, turn on to me, go, Foxy, you're nice. I was like, I'm the Egypt. But like, since you're now, you know, the, since you get to be the like treat mom who is super unstrict and really nice, only joking, you're so strict. I couldn't believe it. You've gotten so strict since you moved in with Brandon. You were here the other day and I was literally like, what is going on? You have always been obsessed with the idea that I have to be the treat aunt and the treat mom. And that's never what I wanted to be. I, well, like, I never want to be the like super soft, lets you do whatever you want. No, there was never no, me. I'm not saying let's be, do whatever you want, it's but also like you aunt. don't, I mean, you don't want to be the aunt who comes over and is just a pain in the hole and everybody dreads seeing her coming. Like but you're actually just, very... I was a pain in the hole for the whole of last summer and your kids still love me. Excuse me, you were not. You've become much stricter. They love you. They li- Chance literally told me to call you the other day because I love Rosemary. I love her so much. And I did. I called you and told you that. And you were delighted. And then you promptly oh, came over and were super strict. And Bo, I think you're interrupting again. What? Like, what? what is this? Yes, he is interrupting. It's the summer holidays. He interrupts all the time. And I tell him to be quiet. But like, you don't need to worry about it. Summer anyway, holidays, schmolidays. Point is. Irrelevant. Yeah. Point is, you are a treat mom. So so I'm sure they, they're, I'm sure they like don't ever threaten you, do they? I mean, I wouldn't say threaten. There was one time, so... <laughs> They basically insist on, I mean, I suppose this is correct, but they insist on leaving the bathroom door open when they're having a bath, right? Which I suppose is safe. But I'm always just like... Are you joking? Is this the five-year-old and the seven-year-old? You're like, would you mind closing that door? I'm trying to do something out here. (laughs) They're they're six and eight. I'm like, I don't want to hear you singing songs to yourself in the bath. But anyway, um, the eight-year-old was having a bath. So when you walk by, you have this awkward moment where you like catch his eye. And I also don't want him to be like, can you come in and sing a song to me? Because I don't want to come in and sing a song. Sorry, awkward in what way, Rosemary? This is starting to sound creepy. No, just the moment where you're like smiling, like I acknowledge you, I can see you, but I'm not coming in to sing you a song, right? So you're trying to do the like (laughs) smile like... Oh my God, treat mom my arse. I'm trying to do a smile like, ah, I like you and I'm glad you're enjoying the bath, but I'm busy and I'm going this way. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm not coming in. So I'm like smiling at him and he's, he's in the bathroom. He's listening to, he's, he's obsessed with this music from Five Nights at Freddy's, which oh. is like a cartoon strip and cartoon thing that he's never seen because it's like basically about these, I don't know, what like about these bunny teddies that go in and murder everyone or something? Yeah, I don't know. Between basically that and Cuphead kind of and what's, what's Bendy? Bendy's the one with blood everywhere. Bendy and the Ink Machine, yeah. yeah. There's something about, yeah, Bendy's yeah. a murderer as well. But I can't. Yeah, Five Nights at Freddy's is some story that starts with a murder, right? But he listens to all these songs on Spotify that are like inspired by Five Nights at Freddy's. So he's listening to one of these, he's singing along and he's, he's waving his little foam knife in the air, right? So he has this little like fake foam dagger. So as I'm walking by and I'm like smiling like, hi, I see you, I'm not coming in by. He lifts up the knife and licks it <laughs> from like, handle to tip but like while he's and he, like he wasn't doing a nice smile he was doing a like evil glare licking the knife from handle to tip it was very disturbing like while making I mean, full-on eye contact later. with you yeah baby's hungry they're always hungry <laughs> oh they are always hungry always hungry they'll eat like a quarter of a burger i know they are always hungry don does very dramatic right he, he'll go in and start cooking whatever like lunchtime okay and then he'll go 
kitchen's closed. Kitchen's closed. I'm like, kitchen's closed? Like, where are we? What is this? Are we in Avoca? No. But anyway, then this week I started, like, I'd go in and I'd As start making breakfast. it would be breakfast. bad to be in Avoca. I would love to be in Avoca. No, but that's what I mean. Like, who do you think you are? Are you the chef at Avoca? No, like, you're in your own kitchen. They're just asking for toast, right? But literally, I'll go, anybody want anything? And they're all, of course, ignore me. Anybody want anything? No. So I make my own lunch. Then they see my lunch. Oh, oh, can we have something? We, no, I'm like, no, I offered you something. And of course, like as if you're going to be going like, no, I offered you something, starve, right? So I'm like, okay, what do you want? Um, What can we have? I was like, okay, these, are, I shouldn't even have started that. These are the two options. I don't like that. I'd, and I go, okay, this is what I'm making. So I start making it. 15 minutes later, can I have something? You said you didn't want anything. I do now. I'm like, I can't cope with this. So I mean, I literally found myself shouting out this morning, kitchen's closed, kitchen's closed. I was like, I've actually lost it. I said I would never be this parent. I'm going to start saying that because we like sit down for meals. They eat approximately two mouthfuls, pronounced they're absolutely stuffed, so mm-hmm. full, can't eat anything else. Sit down on the couch two minutes later. I'm hungry. Yeah, you should you should do that kitchen's full. You need to add that to your repertoire. You sound like you're too soft. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, I am too soft. I am going <laughs> to add it to your repertoire. I am too soft. But sorry. Speaking of soft, right? Or like the opposite of speaking of basically being too strict. The other day I came out, and what was it? Brandon had made himself breakfast. And had taken their pillows away from them and was sitting on them while he ate his breakfast. <laughs> no, Beatrice, he hasn't taken the pillows away in ages. The, the behaviour hasn't been that bad. That was only one time and I was so horrified. I was like, you literally cannot leave them in these like bare, like prison beds. Cots, and he was like, I told cots. them. I, yeah, he was like, I told them they were going to have taken their pillows away. I'm like, that's still weird. Still a weird threat. Like I'm trying to think like what I can ever... The thing is, like the minute I take anything away from them, I then just regret because then they're focused on getting it back to me and complaining. So then I give oh, it back. Yeah. You know, I'm like, you're not having this anymore. Why not? Can we have it? Can we have it? Oh, oh my God, just take it and leave me alone. Like actually go away. <laughs> Excellent parenting, Beatrice. I know. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> anyway, so what was it one day that like Brandon was eating something and I think it's, it's actually always bacon right that's the only thing that he eats that they actually like and they'll go over and they'll go can we have some bacon and he'll literally go no you had your breakfast and he what? won't give them anything Beatrice you know and I'm as we're having like, this conversation I am wondering if maybe the pandemic has weakened me because the other day we all got out of, we all got up and the boys went mom can we have ice cream? Can we have ice cream for breakfast? And I went, no, you cannot, right? And then they went, can we have ice cream? Can we have ice cream? Can we have a bath? And I went, and then I just went, yeah, okay. And I gave them ice cream in the bath at about 9 a.m. For a. breakfast? M. Yeah. And like, I just didn't care. I was like, here you go. I mean, what's the harm really? I know. Well, I mean, except the for now, time. they've been asking for it every single day since. But oh. like, that's the harm. But I mean, that's not something I, I like to think of myself as like a pretty reasonable, you know, within the normal confines of parenting parent. But actually when I, listen to how strict you've become and think about this I'm like maybe I'm not maybe I'm like actually maybe I'm like Mrs. Hippie Dippy see parent. I've actually been labouring under the illusion that I've been here like softening Brandon you know what I mean and like encouraging him to be less strict but actually maybe I haven't no I think he's been rigidifying you Rosemary well maybe we've both been maybe he's been getting a little bit softer and I've been getting a little bit tougher and we're meeting in the middle um okay <laughs> no that like there definitely are moments the other day he was he was offering to make them dinner, right? He does this really stupid thing where he goes, what would you like for dinner? Which I he massively object to. I'm literally like, you just cook something and you go, here's your dinner. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And like, not something they don't like, but like, you make something you know, that, or like sometimes it's not their favourite thing, but something you know they'll eat. And you give it to them and you go, here's your dinner. Mom used to make liver. I used to eat it. What was her magic? <laughs> 
Like I, I make something that the kids don't like and they don't eat it. Like they just sit well, there and they're like, we're not here. eating this. Yeah. Oh, the other day, Bo started feeding the dog. He was putting it onto his fork and then like putting it down the side of the table. It was incredibly sly. I only caught him at the end and I had to punish him. I did punish him. What was it? What do you mean? What was he feeding the dog? Spaghetti bolognese. It was delicious. I had to punish him because he made a massive mess. There was then tomato sauce and bolognese over everything, including his clothes, the spaghetti cherries. Spaghetti bolognese. The I know, heaven. Of all the waste. I thought you were going to say it was like the Easter lamb, which like I wasn't really expecting him to be loving. No, of course they didn't eat that. The Easter lamb was <laughs> heavenly. The Ottolenghi Easter lamb with pistachio and... pistachio. And Figs, I have to say, looked incredibly unattractive, but was absolutely delicious. And I froze the end of it because you know who's going to appreciate that? Father McCabe, when he gets over here. I thought you were going to say me. But oh. anyway, the other day, so like Brandon's offering them like the pick of the a la carte menu, right? What would you like for dinner? And the, and the two of them are shouting out things that we don't have. And then eventually he's like, no, you can have like mac and cheese or you can have this or you can have that. And I went, Brandon, why don't you just give them the egos? They're currently obsessed with egos. I was like, why don't you just give them ego waffles? They love breakfast for dinner. And he goes, or you could have Eggos. And then, of course, they were delighted. And I was delighted at myself because I was like, I'm such a good influence. I love Eggo waffles. Do you? Yeah, the whole wheat ones. Love them with peanut butter in the morning. Delish. I haven't. I don't think I've even tried one. They just look, they don't look nice. What was that TV show where she was obsessed with Eggos? Oh, Stranger Things. Stranger Things. It? Yeah. 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 That's like me. I'm These like guys her. are obsessed with Eggos as well. I'm like Millie Bobby Brown, but I would never, ever, ever entertain. Save your head. Drake. Oh, good point. God Millie Bobby her. Brown, let me tell you, is not great in Kong versus Godzilla. But then again, I don't think anybody's great in Kong versus Godzilla, so it's not her fault. Oh, was it good? I mean, we enjoyed it. I, I think I enjoyed it a lot because I just kept imagining Dad laughing at like every time <laughs> the monster would fly in off, <laughs> off like the side of the screen. You know what I mean? Oh, yes. And start squashing the other monster. Like it was ridiculous, but yeah, but I wouldn't pay 20 euro for it. We only watched because it, it was free on HBO Max. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like $20 to, to rent oh. or something. Oh. Well, I watched Wonder Woman 1984, which I think I told you. Oh, you did? Yeah, and I'm still waiting for you to watch it because I want to have oh, yeah. comment. I want to discuss um, female feminism, etc. Female <laughs> feminism. <laughs> yes. Okay, back to the kids. So go on. So you think that anyway, they're all good. They're all good. They're being raised well. My kids I'm talking about here. They're being raised well. They're in good hands. We're all. We're Sorry, not when did I say them. that? Cool. That's what I think. That's I'm wrapping up here. I think that's that's the wrap up. That what? literally the only comment I've made on your parenting is sarcastically when I said great parenting, Beatrice. <laughs> <laughs> when you were like, I told him he couldn't have this, so I took it away, and then he gave out to me, so I gave it back. Well, you'll be happy to hear that tonight is night one when the baby is going to be in his own bed. Does the baby Actually, it's know? not night one. It's not night one. It's night one of 2021 where he's going to be in his own bed. For like a six month stretch when he was nine months old, he was in his own bed and then he got out of it because he kept puking in it, which is why he ended up in our bed oh, in yeah. the first place. So he's going into his own the bed The baby's today. on board with this plan? Well, when I said to him today, you're going to sleep a chance? Are you excited? He went, yes. I'm not sure if he fully understood me. So I think when I trap him in the room later on and lock the door, only joking, then we'll see. She's she's winking, listeners. She's mom and joking. dad told me. Now, mom, mom and dad have that story of, do you remember they went to a party once and their friends at their friend's house and the friends, friends of these friends who mom and dad didn't know, turned up without sans kids, as they say. And their kids were like, I don't know, seven and ten. 
And when dad's friend, who the, the party host, said, oh, where are your kids? They said, oh, they're at home. They're locked. Should we lock them in their bedrooms? They're fine. They'll be grand. With, they'll be grand for a couple of hours. You know, they're safe. And the, the host marched them out the door home. Did he? To unlock those doors and get their kids out. Yes. So, you know, things have come. We've come a long way, baby. That's a real dad thing to say. We've come a long way, baby. That's such a dad thing to say. Good on him, though, because because I feel like a lot of the time, especially, I mean, quite rightly, a lot of the time, quite rightly, when people tell you things that they do with their kids or whatever that you may not, quote unquote, approve of, we all just kind of go, oh, and say nothing. I don't think dad and his I don't think dad and his posse have any problems expressing themselves and their opinions. (laughs) Well, I also read a thing this I also read a thing today. I think it was in the Guardian or the New York Times, and it talked about how women in their 40s finally have the same level of confidence as men like that it hits there's a, a parity uh, women in their 40s levels. have the same confidence as men at the age of 12 oh i'd say exactly yeah Probably. i was thinking that's what i was thinking about nash in the comment about like who would want to date that guy and oh, i hadn't yeah, even gotten the, to the bit i the hadn't even gotten to, and good i girls. hadn't even gotten to the bit that i won't spoil but i was shocked at that part where i was like oh my god i can't believe i want these guys to get together and i still kind of do What's wrong with me? Your mind is warped from all, the, all those years of reading Mills and Boone. I think I've just become very, very shallow. I'm like, he's kind of cute. You know? He obviously has... He's, Money. He's, I know, I was about to say, he's, he's an entrepreneur. He's got some mad <laughs> skills with a Z. You he's know, and I'm very into convincing. It. Sorry, back to the kids. Can I just ask you, what are the motivational incentives that work with your children? Are there any? I say things like, you know, we're in this together and we both have to be good partners. I do say that. Do you? And then I, yeah. And then I go, listen to me. Listen to me. I'm talking to you. <laughs> You're not being a good partner. <laughs> I say, good partners, listen to each other. And then I go, get up to your room. No, I don't. I do do that part about the partners. And it, let me tell you, falls on deaf ears. That's to the nine-year-old. I only imagine. I thought he was, ten, I thought he was 11 now. Oh, he's 10. He's 10. To the 10-year-old. Oh. I've been telling I've been telling William nonstop that he's eleven. Listen, believe it no, once. No, but like what I mean is, when they're behaving badly, or like when you're trying to get them to go to bed, or you're trying to get them to just do anything. Rosemary, like, there are no threats in a pandemic. Oh. There are none. There's nothing because I keep also breaking down in like it's not fair to punish them. You know what I mean? It's not fair to be really strict with them because unlike your kids, my kids aren't going to school. They're not seeing anybody. They're not doing anything they're like at home trapped with their parents like who wants to be non-stop with their parents okay but like pre-pandemic were there any threats so long ago i barely remember a year and a half ago a year ago i mean honestly they were all kid kids though then you know yeah i got an eight i had eight and down now i have like 10 10 seven yeah but like sorry eight and down is perfect because we have eight and down and what i'm saying is there are no threats that work there's nothing. There's literally but like, like they're also not really bold and they're not really defiant. They're just like they're just naughty. They're just disobedient. Like Nash has actually now got like language at his disposal to cut you down with. Oh, good point. Well, no, excuse me. One of ours bit the other one the other day. That that wasn't oh, yeah, good. Well, that's not language. No, but what I'm saying is that was bad behavior. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, OK, like they're not really bad. I'm saying that Let's, was bad. But it's, I mean, I'm saying that that's like child bad behavior. It's like. You're not so worried about like their psyche. You're just more like going, you know, time out. Mom says, as a former educator, that you shouldn't, that she has read or she has heard that you should um, do timeouts the length of their age, basically. So if you have an eight-year-old, you do a timeout for eight minutes and it shouldn't be longer than that. Oh God, that doesn't feel long enough. Well, I know. Well, I mean, 
Fox now has taken to slapping, right? But he only slaps Chance, who's four. So the two-year-old has, has got it in for the four-year-old. There's a lot of jealousy going on. And the minute, and I mean, poor Chance, yeah. like he knows what he's doing too. He'll be like, my mommy. And then Fox will go, my mommy. <laughs> right? So, so there's lots of jealousy <laughs> happening in this like pent-up cauldron of emotion that is currently our house. So, so Fox is taken into slapping, scratching and hurling large transformers right at Chance's head, like poor Chance. Okay, So this morning he just walked up to him and flung a really pointy transformer right at Chance's ear. Of course, Chance is bawling his eyes out, you know, and I said, Fox, poor say Chance. you're sorry. And he just stands there. Mm-mm. I go, say you're sorry. Mm-mm. I'm like, say you are sorry. I go, you're going up to your bedroom. You're going, you're going, I'm going to call your dad. I'm going to do this. And then eventually I go. Say you're sorry or I'm taking your bottle away from you. Sebi. Like, thing is, he totally understands. Sebi. Yeah. Well, this is it, right? The other day, I walked into the room right after the biting had happened. And I didn't know what had happened except that Finn was, like, roaring, crying, rolling around the floor. And William, the older, the eight-year-old, was standing there looking, like, fairly shamefaced, but also completely silent. And I, I came in and I went, what happened? And he just stared at me. And I went, William, what happened? And he just stared at me. And I went, and I went, tell me what happened right now. And then he started to smile at me slightly. It was almost like in the bath with the knife. So he started to do a, like a slight smile. And I'm like, what? And, and you know, like I'm getting in a rage then. I'm like, I need to not get in a rage because like, yeah. then you're losing. Right. So I'm like, tell me what happened right now or that's it. There are no computer games for the rest of the weekend because they're obsessed with playing Among Us. So I thought, thought this would work. He's still absolutely silent. So then I had to pick Finn up and go tell me what happened. He's like, he bit me. Yeah, but the other thing is, the, like, you have to also be very careful with your threats because sometimes, like, most of the time, the only person you're punishing is yourself. Oh, my God. I suffered. Oh, how I suffered. <laughs> then. Not a game. And they're like, we're bored. We're bored. Will you play with us? We've nothing to do. And I felt like going to turn on the Xbox. But then I was, like, stubborn. So so I wouldn't. You're right, though. It is. It is. And I mean, but the thing is, it's it's this fine line because you're trying not to get annoyed, right? Like, not actually be annoyed. But you also want to look annoyed. So they understand, you know, and that's just also boring as well. Like sometimes I just feel it's like going, so do boring. whatever, like hit each other, do eat whatever you want, drink the Coke. I could care less. Do you know, hit like just leave other, me alone. Coke. Yeah, just leave me, do the Coke, <laughs> just leave me alone. Oh my God, what was I telling Brandon the other day about the baby? We were talking about the baby. Oh yeah, we were talking about the baby and sugar, right? And I was saying that like from everything I've read, you're not supposed to give kids sugar. Now I'm, now that I've basically that I'm living the trauma of like trying to get kids to do or not do things. I'm like, I'm not sure that I actually am cut out to keep my child off sugar for two years. But anyway, that's another thing we'll see. And then Brandon was like, oh, like a bit of sugar is fine. Like you're telling me when it's, you know, the baby's first birthday that you're not going to let him have any cake. And I'm like, but he's, he's going to be, he's not even going to know what cake is. And like, he's, he's not going to care. We're giving some raspberries. Can't you make no sugar cake? A watermelon cake. Exactly. Yeah, a watermelon cake. Brandon. But also, I mean, May I ask, do you plan to cut out sugar? No, but it's because the baby's liver can't process sugar before the age of one. Yeah, but do you plan to cut out sugar? Because otherwise it's going to be very hard for you to... I love the way your nostrils are actually flaring. It's going to be very hard. Like, you're going to be making food. Well, I, don't really eat, I don't really eat that much sugar, Beatrice. I only eat fried foods. <laughs> I haven't bought Talenti in weeks. It's impossible to not eat sugar with American food. Bread is full of sugar. Anyway, I only eat ice cream now after the kids are gone to bed. I do wonder sometimes, do you think our parents used to stay up and like eat nice things after we'd gone no, to bed? No, I'm sure like, no, they didn't. No, they absolutely didn't because mom is all about sharing everything you have with your children. And why oh, would you? She is actually. I was about to say, why would you be eating? Why wouldn't you give them some of this ice cream? Why are you eating it at night and not sharing it with them? What is this? Oh, 
oh, well, to be fair, they sometimes have, like, they have ice cream after dinner, they have dessert after dinner. But then, like, they might have already had dessert. And then if they see you have an ice cream, they're like, we want ice cream as well, even though they already had, like, an ice, you know, an ice pop or no, some chocolate. No, it sounds like me think had. the lady does protest too much. But also, anyway. I, this is Claire McCabe. Don always gives out, Don, Don well, he doesn't give out, mom. But Don, Don always comments that only in, in the McCabe household. And I actually wondered if this is true. Like, do most people have their dinner and then a pause and then their dessert? Because mom cannot spoon up the dessert quickly enough once you have di- once you have not even digested, once you have, like, finished your last spoonful of main course. Mom is there with the spoon, with the bowl of dessert right in front of your face. <laughs> Beatrice, from my experience of going to friends' houses, and I don't mean this in any critical way, we had dessert four nights a week more than any other family like mom oh, loves baking okay, desserts okay no I'm going to channel mom right now absolutely not Philip how often did we have Philip how often did we have dessert once a week at the weekend on a Sunday and maybe during the week and the rest of the time it was yogurt fruit and I can't help but if Rosemary wanted to different dessert and would eat different things I would offer fruit and yogurt I'm just telling you that's the conversation she's going to have right now she's going to press pause if she can get it with her phone if she can figure it out she's going to press pause and she's going to have that conversation with dad (laughs) but anyway sorry sorry the conversation about sugar and the baby right so I was like we're having this stupid conversation. And then I said, but like, you're totally anti. Oh no, he said something like, oh, but you should see. He was like, it's so cute when you see babies eating eating ice cream for the first time. He's like, they're so cute. They love it so much. And I said, and I said, oh yeah. And I said, and I do remember going to um, Joseph Dequee, that cafe one time when Fox was a, like a baby baby and him suddenly picking up a can of Coke and us all going, ha ha, watching him like slug this Coke into his head. Rosemary. Brandon suddenly. That Diet Coke, Rosemary, there was no sugar. My children didn't have sugar till they were two. I wish I wish my eyes could roll further back anyway at this point Brandon all of a sudden who's like laughing going oh babies are cute his face goes stony and he goes oh no not pap pap what about diet pap, pap? there's no, no sugar in di- there's no, 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 no sugar no. in diet pap no no beers it's all terrible aspartame terrible pap he's like pap has been proven to be bad for all pap no pap oh, he doesn't like it know kid. his kids have pop and sure William's Next, 80 he's probably driving I know driving. he doesn't I know he doesn't but you know what each to their own I mean I can't go on. <laughs> no, but that's it. I'm just like, he was so lax about the sugar and so strict about the pap. I will not be judged by a man who feeds his children regular amounts of hamburger helper. Okay? You're welcome. Excuse me. He doesn't feed them hamburger helper that often. And actually, one day last week, we all had hamburger helper and it was slightly revolting, but it was grand. Did you eat um, it? Yeah, I did, Beatrice. Oh, Rosemary, Desperate it is a times, slippery Beatrice. slope. It was a slippery slope down my throat for that hamburger helper. Oh, Rosemary, that's revolting. I know. (laughs) No, but he wasn't judging you. Like, he was more saying, like, oh, no, like, I totally, like, kids Well, you know what, don't worry about it, because I'm judging you right now, Rosemary. Get your, get your food, get your food snobbism back in order. Listen, Beatrice, the baby wants what the baby wants. The baby wants some hamburger helper. Oh, Explain what Hamburger Helper is for anybody who oh, doesn't yeah, know. Oh, sorry. If you imagine boxed mac and cheese, right, but that's actually kind of nice. Hamburger Helper is like you you fry up minced beef, ground ground beef, as they call it here, and then you add like water and some kind of mix that comes in a package and it makes it like the one we had was called four cheese, four cheese lasagna flavor. It was weird. And actually the pasta in it was like these little flat cubes, of flat rectangles of pasta, which was kind of gross as well. 
But yeah, so it's like a mix that's kind of meant to make it taste like... It's meant to make it taste like bolognese with cheese. Which is weird because bolognese with cheese is actually pretty easy to make. So I don't know why you'd bother doing a hamburger helper instead of just I know, but that's what I think. Like mac and cheese is easy to make, right? Yeah, except because I made mac and cheese last week and I made it about two weeks ago. And it's just not as nice as mom's. And I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Maybe not enough salt. Just tastes a bit bland. Probably not enough butter. How much butter did you put in it? Don't know. Uh, I just read, I sent out a great link to croissant making. I don't know where it was from. And it said, you have to use the best butter possible. And it said, we use Kerrygold. And I thought to myself, mm-hmm, so do we. Good, that is, Good stuff. That is the best. Oh my God, sorry. Speaking of Kerrygold, did I tell you, Brandon made me two slices. I think that's always the first time he's ever made me toast yesterday when I was like, oh, please make me some toast and tea. I feel sick. Made me two slices of toast. And he honestly, I'd say, Beatrice, if... If a quarter of the toast was buttered, I was lucky. Oh, Rosemary. There was a severe whack of Claire McCabe. Oh, I was about to say, Claire McCabe obviously did some tutorials via Zoom. But it's it's along the lines of like, it's the butter just touches the top tips of the toast, right? And then she pours out what Don likes to refer to as her thimble full of Baileys at Christmas. He'll go, she'll go, Don, would you like Baileys? And he'll go, oh yeah, I'd love a Baileys. Thanks, Claire. And she literally will pour like, she'll tip it. And just when the drink starts to pour out, she'll be like, oh, that's enough. <laughs> Don used to be like, oh, that thimbleful was delicious. She gets so annoyed. I did not give him a thimbleful. I gave him a normal helping of Baileys. <laughs> to be fair now, there, there is definitely a happy medium between Don's idea of, of, of a single pour and Mom's idea of a single pour. I've you are that such a turncoat. Why do you I've always have to... You, you make fun of Mom and then you then you defend her. You I'm know what? You're worse. Mom, this is what Mom does. This is literally what Mom does. <laughs> your father is so annoying. Your father, uh, your father never helps. Dad, you need to help. Dad, listen. Leave your father alone. We have a great relationship. I, I can't. They do have a great relationship. They do have a great relationship. What do you think, like, what do you think they did to parent us that made us so well behaved compared to what we're doing now with our ill-behaved children? Well, mom ignored me. She made me feel incredibly insecure and unloved because of the attention she lavished on you. And then dad terrified me with his, with his strictness. So I think that was the secret. It was it Can was you please just clarify listeners, that mom did not ignore you and make you feel unloved. You absolutely not. Mom's going to be crying now. She'll be no, she's not. Mom does not have any insecurity. She'll be pausing it to have a cry. She will not. She'll be crying with laughter. She'll be like, oh, this one. <laughs> what about you, Rosemary? What do you think the secret was to your to making such a great, well-rounded individual as you are today? Yeah, there was definitely a, a, a good helping of fear from dad, wasn't there? There was, was but like... Dad, but dad only really got involved when it was like, when he could hear mom getting nowhere and then he'd be like, that's enough. And I'd be like, oh. Yeah, but I also think dad just like, he always left you striving for more, right? You'd get like 93 on the exam. Well, and you'd bring it home proud as punch. Well, I mean, what happened to the other seven? He did love to say that. Yeah, he did love it. So it's like, I always felt like I was, I was... I was scraping. I was. I was just pleading for. I was pleading for approval. <laughs> make honestly make it sound like. I mean, I don't know why Angela's I've been in therapy for all these years. You obviously need to go and speak to a therapist about your absolute inferiority complex. What? You feel incredibly inferior to dad. To dad. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's funny. All right, what are your top tips then for whipping these kids into shape? Devices. Yeah, good one. Okay, children children need devices. Bribery. Bribery. Oh, distraction. I'll tell you, distraction. That's a good one. 
when things are getting like out of control, I just immediately change the subject. Like they actually have got the attention spans of gnats. So I've realized recently that when both throw in meltdowns, whatever, I just suddenly open the fridge and go, oh, what's this? Or, oh, look at this oh. game. Not from the fridge, but like, you know, oh, what's this over here? Oh, maybe we should do some drawing or whatever. And like, it tends to throw him off that. the... I do think as well, like, so just, just to balance out my love of threats, I do like to always have something positive we're doing tomorrow to promise them. Do you know what I mean? To be like, we're going to do this really nice thing tomorrow. Like... If you go to bed now, we're going to wake up and it's going to be time to do this nice thing. Whether it's like, it's going to be time to do your Easter egg hunter. It's going to go, be time to go and see your, your grandma. It's going to be time to go to the gym with your dad. Or well, like whatever it is that they're excited about, go to the gym with your dad, lol. Well, they were excited about that. But like, to have something, like uh, something nice, basically. No, I'm the absolute them. polar opposite. I promise them oh. absolutely nothing. And I tell them nothing oh. until we are about to get in the car and go. Because otherwise I'll say, oh, we might go to X, Y, Z today. Or we're going to go to... See Rosemary this afternoon. When? When are we going? In 30 minutes. 30 minutes! We're going to go in an hour. An hour! Chance in particular. That's forever! And I go, no, it's not. It's in an hour. Just go and do something. I can't. Why can't we go now? I'm like, I said, so now I literally tell them nothing. I tell them absolutely zilch about anything I have planned. And then I just go, get your clothes on. Let's go. Let's get in the car. Because in general, they're naked. <laughs> have you broken it to your kids yet that they're never going to see my house again they're, no they're they don't upset, care about your house they obsession. just care about you oh they God, care about you in the house, house last year no, no they no. weren't they care about the toys in the house yeah and they'll still be there half of which used to belong to them they just don't realise it I know yeah I love the fact they're like wow <laughs> we have this too and it's so much cooler over here Egypt. yeah you're like not anymore you don't Egypt's all right. Well, yeah, so uh, clearly we're open to parenting advice. Yeah, actually, that's what I was going to say. Who has some great parenting advice for us? Who has some great, like, bribery Bribes? or, like, yeah, yeah. good, th- decent threats that work? Yeah, that aren't, like, illegal or, like, violent. Oh, yeah, of course not. Or mean, like, or not, you know, not super mean. Maybe, like, relative. Yeah, mean. like, too mean. we're not talking about, like, we're taking your pillows away levels of mean. That's Brandon's no, idea. No, yeah, that's, that's not okay. That's too far for us. Yeah, that's a step too far. But, like, mild threats. He only did that one time, just just to defend it once again. Well, one time that I know of. <laughs> I was about to say that. I wasn't, uh, just wasn't here for all the other times. Okay, well, I'm really glad. I hope that, you know, we we managed to help somebody out there. Those really, you know, useful examples. Well-researched. Of, exactly. Success stories from our lives. Child psychologist Anne Monroe actually recommends that when you have children who act, no, that's the kind of shit that we should be doing on our podcast. Oh, which, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe next time. I did listen to an interesting podcast, though. I think, what was it called? Brain? What was it called? Brain? What was it called? Brain Works or something? <laughs> anyway, and it was a 15 minute, it was a mini-sode, and it was very interesting. It was an Irish podcast, and she was talking about how kids, how, like, the teenage brain and the child, the young brain is still, like, developing and cannot actually comprehend, like, it cannot um it was really interesting. We should link to it. But it talked about like how they can't, like, genuinely cannot even put together the concept of like outcomes or repercussions or ramifications you know they cannot connect what they're doing now with what might happen as a result of this yeah no with what might happen as a result of the choices that they're making you know what i mean super brain super brain that's it yeah yes by sabina whose surname yeah and we'll find the actual episode which i thought was very interesting some of the episodes are really good i thought but that one was really interesting and I, i tried to get nash to listen to it but he had no interest and then i also think he couldn't apply it to himself but like when i see when i heard her talking about that though 
I could relate it to his behavior. And it actually helped me understand that there's no point in saying like, you made that choice, you know, because I say you have two hours of video games on a Saturday, right? And if you use them in the morning, then they're gone. But he can't understand that, that if he uses it now or he can't like... He can't connect that with then I still don't have it in the afternoon. Like, And he looks yeah, so yeah. despondent. But I wouldn't have. I just, I couldn't. And he'll say things like, I couldn't help myself. I just really wanted to play, you know. So I thought that was interesting. Like, I do think we should be. Sometimes I hear myself talking to my kids and I go, oh, I would never talk to even Rosemary like that. You know, like you get cross or you get like kind of impatient. I was like, we have, you know, same way we talk a lot about how we should be nicer to ourselves. We should be nicer to everybody. Yeah. We should be nice to our we kids. Sh- yeah. We should try to understand things from our kids' perspectives. Yes. Yeah. Rather I read in there was an interview. Nice. Why by, can't they understand things the way I do? Maybe it was in the Irish Times, but Emma Donna, who who wrote the book Room, was talking about how she has just gone like totally laissez-faire during this pandemic, and she was like, "We haven't had a single row since last March." I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> not doing as good a job as I thought." But yeah, but probably because her child's like seventeen. No, I think her child was like eleven. But anyway, thanks. Well, I was trying to comfort you. Thanks, though. Thank you all so much for listening to Not Without My Sister. You can get us on Instagram at Not Without My Sister and individually at Beatrice McCabe and at Rosemary McCabe. Our website is notwithoutmysis.com and our email address, if you'd like to get in touch, is notwithoutmysis at gmail.com. We'll be back on Friday with a mini, mini-sode of well-researched and thought-out things. Thanks for listening. Not Without My Sister is produced by Liam Garrity, sound and original music by Don Kirkland, and our original illustration is by Lindsay Nielsen. Not Without My Sister is a member of The Warren. As is our podcast, The Critter Shed. For more great podcasts, hop along to thewarren.ie.